You know, I was scrolling through the gram the other day. Oh, well, the gram. The gram. And I came across this post. It was one of those reels or the video things, whatever. <laughs> and it was just talking. I mean, we'll talk about it, but it was, they were highlighting just kind of those small micro decisions uh, and how they can either lead us closer to one another and kind of solidify our unity or cause us to drift apart. And it's just th- simple things, right? Like when you walk in the door from work, am I, do I get off the couch and say, hi, how are you? And give you a kiss. When's the last or, time you've been on the couch when I, when I've walked out there, <laughs> you're usually doing something productive. Right. So for this episode, we're really hoping to try to show you or help you examine, you know, what are these decisions that I make without thinking? How do they affect my marriage? Mm. Uh, could I be more active? Could I be more aware in some of the decisions that I'm making towards my spouse? Uh, so we'll get to that and see you on the other side. And this idea of micro decisions was uh, <laughs> novel for me, right? Because we, we go about our day and we're on, we're on autopilot. What we're referring to are decisions that you make, either they're knee-jerk reactions or the things you do without even thinking about right. it. Right. They're just so ingrained in how so, you go about your day. So in some sense, they're not even really micro decisions. They're because they're not you're not deciding on the fly, but you've you just you're in whatever habit and routine that you're used to. Right. And so well, I think just, what this does is you can we're going to look at a bunch of different areas where these small decisions play out. Yes. And our hope is that you'll you'll be able to recognize and kind of open your eyes, open your ears to yeah. what those small opportunities are. Yeah. For what we're calling um, high regard for one another, mm. have a high level of regard for your spouse. So I think it's going to be a good conversation. If you don't know who we are, my name is Ryan. This is my lovely, amazing bride, Selena. Hi, Selena. Hi. How are you? You might hear a crazy baby in the background. That is sunny girl. You know, sometimes we get ready. We we prepare these podcasts and we're kind of striving and toiling to figure it out. And, uh, I forget like, Oh, this is, this is my wife and I, I love her and we're not just coworkers and we're not just trying to get this done, but I actually love this person. Right so, back at you. So babe. this is a, so this is a joy. Um, we're the Fredericks. If you don't know, it's Ryan and Selena. We do this on YouTube. If you're listening to the podcast, that's awesome. You should probably bump over to YouTube because I don't know, subscribing on YouTube is all the rage. Um, we're, we're over 13,000 now. We're at something like 13,100 or so. So Wow. Yeah, we want to get that number up because I don't know. We're trying to diversify how we reach people. Um, we're trying to spread the gospel. Yes. As it pertains to marriage. And in that effort, how's this segue? You can support us. <laughs> yeah, if you want to support us, about half half of our monthly sustenance comes from our patrons mm. who are so generous to partner with us yes. on a monthly basis. If that interests you, we would ask you to pray about it and then check out fiercemarriage.com slash partner. Okay. That's why so, they pay you the big bucks right there just for those transitions. Oh, there we go. Yep. You there know, you go. after 335 episodes, uh, you think I might have figured <laughs> this out by now. <laughs> so Selena, you were on Instagram. The rare Instagram moment. No, I'm, I'm terrible at posting. It's Instagram. hard. Sometimes I just go there to like learn about homeschooling stuff and just check out what friends are up to. How much time do you think you spend on Instagram? Oh, I limit it. It's probably. Don't lie. No. On yeah. a bad day, like probably an hour and a half. Uh, on a good day, like 15 minutes probably. And when do you, when do you squeak out Instagram hours? <laughs> when I'm nursing the baby to sleep at night, which is not a great time to do it. My, um, by the way, my Achilles heel is Twitter yeah. and I probably waste too much time on Twitter. Uh, so I, Instagram, uh, anyway, 
It's just our personalities, I think. Yeah. I don't like Instagram because but, I feel like it's anyway. I won't get into that. It's not this episode. Anyways, so. as I was scrolling one time, I forgot the the account. I think it, it's a, I think they are Christians, but um, it was kind of it was this reel of talking about like the decisions we make as mm-hmm. a married couple and how they can basically either bring us together or drift us apart slowly. You said death by a thousand cuts. Um, and it, this is kind of, this is what it is. It, it starts with a, a, a wife on the couch mm. uh, with her phone. Her husband walks in and she's like, you can decide two ways. Like there's a sh- video for sh- getting up and giving him a kiss and saying, you know, welcome home. And then there's, then it clips back to the same incident and she's sitting on the couch, just kind of looks up and is like, Hey, how's your day? And he's like, good. And then walks on. Right. And so, you see, very, very different tone. Right. Very, to the, to, very different tone. Yeah. You know, of course, she's a little more animated. So you you get the contrast uh, and the message. And then, you know, they are doing dishes together. Like they do their the chores together. And there's one instance where she's kind of doing it alone and he's over on his phone. Um, and then it snaps back to that the sink and doing dishes and they're doing it together and having fun. And he's kind of like pushing at her and they're talking and all like <laughs> that kind of stuff. That's how we do dishes. Turns into a it's, water fight every time. <laughs> <laughs> and then it, it goes to them in bed and it's nothing. It's very pure, very like everybody's got clothes on, but clearly they're going to bed. And it has one instance where, you know, she is like snuggling in his arms and they're talking and they're just clearly engaging with one another. And then the other one is they're both sitting on their phones, which we've both we've been guilty of both like you and I. We've been guilty of both. So, uh, but you can, you can understand that the, the path down the division, I guess, like not being, you know, not being close to one another begins with, it began with that decision. You know, like he, he came home. Oh my, splashing this now. A bad idea. I don't know why you gave her water. Oh, I thought it would keep her occupied with just a little food, bit. Though. She loves it. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> If you play out the whole day, right? So like he comes in and she just sits on the phone. They don't really engage. And then there's dinner. They're kind of talking, but they're really kind of distracted. And then there's dishes. She's doing them. He's doing something else. And then they're going to bed and they're on their phones. And then you wake up and you do that sort of scenario again and again. I think you can already see the the strength of their covenant being chipped away at, right? As opposed to the other example of... Yeah. Greeting him with a kiss and a hug and eye contact and bone just gets dropped. Right. And then they have dinner and they even you can make it together. There's there's those different feels and then they're doing dishes together. There's, again, opportunities for engagement and conversation, eye to eye, like being together. Uh, right. I think it starts eliminating these feelings of not just isolation, because I, I think you don't you don't just arrive feeling alone in your marriage. It's a gradual process, like you said, but you can either be growing closer together in these little decisions or you can be growing apart. Hmm. And so. Yeah. We're we coasting. Are, and usually when you coast, it means you're slowing down. Right. So let's examine, let's examine right. what we do. Let's examine our defaults. Well, I wanted to, so I want to, we, we're going to do that here. We're going to read some scripture. When we were talking about this, I was trying to get to the bottom of what, okay, what are we actually getting at? Because it's not just, Hey, Married couple, right. make sure you greet each other at the door, you know. Right. Make sure you're doing X instead of Y. Uh, we're, we are going to say that, but what's at the core? What's what are we reason? trying to what's get at? root, yeah. And what I could, best I could come up with is that we, one version of what you're saying uh, describes a couple that has a low regard for one another. Right. And the other version is a couple that has a high regard for one another. Right. It's, it's a form of respect. Mm. It's a form of, I see you as a valuable Mm. Uh, you're a valuable, important part of my life. Mm. You're not just an accessory. Yeah. Um, 
And so, and then you're seeing kind of the, the personhood of somebody. Like yeah. when, when someone walks through the door and it's just like this, oh, hey, you're, you're not a roommate. Mm, okay. Yeah. You're, you're, you're my, my, my wife. Yeah. Um, and that, that's a high, high station in a man's life. <laughs> right. It's the highest other than God. Yeah. So to me, that's what it comes down to is what sort of regard do you have for your spouse? Now, many, many couples will say, Oh, I hold my wife in the highest regard. I love yeah, her. Yeah. I hold my husband in the highest regard. He's a good man. I, I love him. But your actions may not be mm. communicating that. They yeah. may not be actively building on that. And well, so we and just want to. These are small ways that we can just be aware of how are our daily rhythms actually impacting mm-hmm. our marital covenant. So let's jump into scripture. Uh, for this, the passage that came to mind was Romans 12, starting in verse 3. Here's what it says. For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body, we have many members and the members do not all have the same function. Mm. So we, though many are one body in Christ and individually members one of another. Mm. So again, let's go back to the beginning of that verse. That's what I'm really thinking about. Don't think of himself more highly than you ought to think, but in humility, think of yourself with sober judgment. Right. And so... I think the sober judgment aspect of this is to know, A, that no marriage is immune to the death by a thousand cuts. Right. And what will happen is you'll have a a marriage that starts strong, they feel strong, and they don't even realize that they're they're drifting. Right. Which is why even in our parenting episode uh, podcast, we talk about like not idolizing your children, not having Mm. anything else be the center and the foundation of your marriage besides Christ and besides the gospel, because there, there's nothing else that will sustain you uh, yeah. when these moments come, when these yeah. default rhythms start settling into place. Yeah. And, and the center. So, we're, yeah, we're talking about having that high regard. Yeah. Why must I have a high regard for you as my wife? Well, A, you're made in the image of God. <laughs> right. So there's that. Right. <laughs> um, you're, you're my sister in Christ. Uh, I've made vows to you. And when I made the vow to you and we entered the covenant of marriage. Right. I agreed to love you. Right. And love is an action. And I agreed to be a worthy head mm-hmm. who would follow in the footsteps of Christ right. and seek to emulate Christ to the best of my ability. That's why I regard you. Right. Um, and it's not because uh, it, it's an obedience thing that comes with a lot of built in yeah. blessings, if you will. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Obedience. Oftentimes, if we don't remind ourselves, we can forget. Obedience is blessing. Right. Um, and it's where we'll, we'll flourish. So if we're right. loving the way that we were called to love, and we'll talk about specifics in, in just a second, then we can expect that love would bear fruit. Yeah. Um, hmm. it, what is it? It's First uh, thir- uh, Corinthians 13, 13 says, and these um, faith, love, and hope abide these three, but the greatest of these is love. love. Yeah. yeah. And so it, it it is truly the greatest calling of a husband and a wife to love one another. And we're just talking about loving, loving each other in very intentional, very specific, tiny ways, tiny moments, <laughs> tiny yeah. ways, yeah. tiny moments. So we have, you, you came up with these helpful categories. Well, and, we came up with them together. Okay. But here's the five categories and we'll talk about each one. So sure. greetings, so that would include coming home, leaving for work. So greetings and salutations, I don't know. <laughs> Chores and responsibilities is the second one. Hobbies and entertainment or things you do for fun. Mm-hmm. Sex and intimacy. We'll stick around for that part. <laughs> and then when you're out with friends, social gatherings, yeah. things like that. So let's talk about greetings. What are some ways that we can 
recognize and embrace these micro opportunities to show high regard for one another. Yeah. I think when you're entering and exiting the home, uh, going to work, coming home, when you wake up in the morning, when you're going to bed, those are great opportunities to make mm. eye contact and to give each other a kiss and say, Hey babe, welcome home. How was your day? Genuinely asking that genuinely having that regard for your spouse. If it's been a while since you guys have done that, talk about it, prepare the ground and mm-hmm. make it happen. Love mm-hmm. is, is patient. It's kind. It is generous to one another. So making eye contact, giving each other a kiss, show that you're genuinely glad to see one another going out of your way. Yeah. Um, and I think that's key is like and rec- stopping what you're doing, yeah, putting it down, walking toward your spouse with a specific intent yeah. of doing the greeting. Yeah. And recognizing that yeah. when your spouse does that, right. I think yeah. that's another key. I, I want to keep another theme that's com- coming to mind. So we'll keep it in mind as we go throughout is that one way of doing things is cold. The other way of doing things is warm. Mm. And of course we want warmth. Warmth makes everyone happy. <laughs> so warmth toward one another in these areas yeah. is kind of an easy way. Like what's the warm thing to do? What's the cold thing to do? Right. Okay. So that's greetings. Um, and when, when you're, is there, is there anything else in that category? I mean, especially like while you're away, is mm-hmm. there, you know, can you go out of your way? Husbands, I know this is helpful for wives in general. Go out of your way to send your wife an encouraging note. Hey, mm-hmm. I was just thinking about you. I'm really thankful for very specific things. Yeah. Yeah. And that can go for wives as well. I mean. Yeah. And it depends on your relationship and the dynamic. Well, but um, I mean, you, you never are just like. Oh, she said, thank you for this. Or like, like when I'm like, yeah. thank you for working hard for our family. Thank you for providing. Thank you for. <laughs> yeah. The cold thing to do in that moment leading. is don't text at all or just say, Hey, what time are you going to be home? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Big, big difference. Yeah. Uh, another thing, if you're working out of the house and you know, I know that you've got maybe piano lessons with the kids or you've got to take them to something yeah, some other or activity. whatever. Yeah. Don't just ignore the fact that your wife is off doing this thing. See it as an opportunity. Hey, yeah. Hey, how'd that go? I was praying for you. That's very sweet. I was praying for. See, I'm know. already feeling the warmth from this <laughs> uh, hypothetical conversation <laughs> interaction. Yeah. <laughs> so you can see the theme developing here. Uh, the second category: chores and responsibilities. Um, Selena, you said this this morning that you love it when I join you in the kitchen, whether that's doing dishes or cooking. cooking. Yeah. Uh, because most often. And this is something that I'm going to hopefully grow in is my most office. Most often you're going about the dinner making process <laughs> and I'll be like, great. She doesn't, she's busy doing that. Yeah. I also have something to do. Or it's also your moment to hang out with kids too. Yeah. Well, usually they're off playing, doing something and, I've, <laughs> Everybody's and I, doing know, something. I can catch up on this reading or I can yeah. zone out on my phone or yeah. I can, well, I mean, and maybe if you're tired uh, and you don't feel I like- don't think, right. I don't think that's a, a terrible thing. I think if you put a cap on that though, right? Like mm-hmm. if I'm making dinner for an hour and you're on your phone for an hour, like there's oh, yeah. an hour uh, lost together, I, right? I, I can tell you like, right now I start to feel wrong. <laughs> well, that's, the Holy Spirit might be, <laughs> might be at work. <laughs> okay. So doing things together, uh, learning to enjoy each other and enjoy the task. One of the things that we're really trying to uh, instruct our children in is that if we just always see work as just getting in the way of some other thing, yeah, it will never be enjoyable. Well, and I would argue that that's a sinful approach because mm. work is a gift from God. Work is something that we should be joyful about doing. I get it. It's a, it's a drudgery sometimes, right? And mm-hmm. that's where we look to God and we're growing and he's sanctifying us. Uh, but overall, we our, our attitude towards work um, should be one that is God honoring. And so in the work of the home, are we 
engaging in it together. I mean, people have arguments and have separated because of they can't get their priorities in order and they can't mm. love one another in these yeah. things like, well, this is his time or this is her time. And this is, it's a constant, just like divvying up of, of just divide and conquer when it's like, I get it. Like there's a lot going on, but doing it together is so much better than doing yeah. it on your own. Yeah. And wives, if the quickest way to get your husband to engage in whatever you're doing is start hanging things on the wall <laughs> <laughs> or start like get out the tools and start like using <laughs> Like the when electric start, screwdriver. Yeah, when like, things start going or the measuring tape comes out, he's like, hey, what you doing? What you do? I got it. Because <laughs> There's still a hole in our bathroom wall of where yep. I try to take out the uh, bathroom, yep. the towel rack. Anyways, that's a conversation for another time. Yeah, and as soon as or you start time. trying to fix that hole, I'll step right in. <laughs> okay, so chores, to know. chores. Oh, great. <laughs> chores and responsibilities. Okay, number three is going to be hobbies, entertainment. Now, just things you do together for fun. Do you do them together? Do you have things that you enjoy together? Or do you mm. just constantly like, hey, I'm going to the gym or hey, I'm going to go do this. I'll see you at this time or whatever. And it may be innocent and you go do separate things. But what are things that you can do together? Yeah, because scenario one is that you have a hobby that you love and you hold on to it and you do it and it doesn't add value to your marriage. It right. just, it's just for you. Yeah. That's scenario one. A vastly better scenario is finding something that you enjoy and you, you can enjoy together. Yeah. And that might mean each of you has to grow a little exactly. bit, right? Yeah. Uh, Doesn't mean that you just all, just all of a sudden have to be into golf or right. you all of a sudden have to be into fishing yeah. or whatever the thing is. You grow a little bit, give of yourself uh, yeah. in this area and be intentional about it because honestly, everything that he's asked me to do and I've been a little hesitant, I've always, right when I feel warmed up and great and confident about it, like I'm leading the charge to like go do it instead of him kind of dragging me along. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah, early on in our marriage, I was super into horses, and I was gone for hours and hours and hours and hours. And we oh, thought like three oh, hours we're great. a day. You were, I, I remember <laughs> at you, a minimum. Sometimes you'd be gone at five a.m. We had, uh, yeah, there was a rough patch in our marriage where it was just like I was gone because you were gone, and I had stressful jobs, work, church was stressful, all these out of priorities were out of whack, everything, and so we just kind of fell into these ruts of, well, you're working until seven, and you're at church and doing ministry, and so I'm going to go to the barn and be there till seven or eight because you're not home. So like, again. Now imagine that where you have a young child at home yeah, and now someone's gone. Yeah. All the time. It's going to feel, you're going to feel the strain even more. So find those things that you can, mm. you can have fun and enjoy together. And a fierce parenting note, do something you can do with your family that mm. everybody can engage in at some level. Yeah. Uh, That's a win, 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 win. So, <laughs> so this next one you thought about. What was that? You thought about. I mentioned it. You mentioned it. Uh, I, I, sex and intimacy. Okay. Yes. And, and it's not just because you got, you know, I got sex on the brain. <laughs> <laughs> Had to say it. I just know that folks, you know, it, it's an important topic. It's yeah. Like, it's and a, you it's can, an important barometer of the health in yes, your marriage. Yes. And you so can, think about what our earlier terms. Okay. High regard for one another, mm -hmm. low regard for one another. What is warm? What is cold? And so I mean, we're not talking about the type of experience you're having in intimacy. Mm -hmm. We're not saying some, because there are different modes and different reasons for being intimate physically. Some of those are lend themselves to longer, uh, slowly unfolding moments. moments. Yeah. And other times it's more utilitarian. It's more, you're just function, you're, you're, you're satisfying a need, whether that needs physiological or emotional comfort, things like that. Mm -hmm. But in either one of those, there's a way to go about it that is has low regard for your spouse. And then there's a way to go about Absolutely. it that's high regard for yeah. your spouse. Yep. Things like eye contact, 
things like men, tenderness, taking your time, yeah. being sure to see your wife mm-hmm. and not objectify her. Right. Um, being sure to communicate. We, we have a, we have a whole episode around communication throughout yeah. intimacy. And so being mindful to draw out of your, your wife, you know, if she's struggling like, yeah, w- w- you know, emotionally or to get involved. Like, right. we're not saying it has to be this level of intensity. We're just saying there needs to be a level of tenderness and yes. a level of regard for one another. Agreed. And I think wives, you know, we can be engaging with our husbands and not kind of just feel like the the end of it. Right. Like we can't we don't have to just be like the the fulfiller of it, but we can actually be the wife in it and yeah, loving, yeah. loving your husband, giving to him, mm. um, being intentional about it, thinking of him being the one that initiates mm. even, you know, out of yeah. love. And there's no like role that you're trying to play or anything that you're, you're being, it's just, you, you're aware that your husband has desires and you want to fulfill them and you want to love him in those. Uh, and the so, wife, I mean, you have a unique role in this in that you are the only godly terminus for that desire. <laughs> right. There's no other way. Yeah. Like if I'm hungry and I want a sandwich, I can go make a sandwich. <laughs> I don't have to get sandwiches only from you. I can even go buy one. How dare you? I have enough money. I could buy a sandwich. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. <laughs> but you know you see what I'm saying? Like yeah. you're a wife is the only healthy terminus for yeah. a sexual desire of a husband. Mm-hmm. Same goes for a wife toward yeah. her husband. Yep. Um now again, Matt, imagine a marriage where you spend 10 years of your marriage largely ignoring these micro moments mm. versus the, the alternative where yeah. you, you're constantly growing in, in your warmth toward one another. Yeah. What, what a miraculous sight that is. Well, and I think, you know, the effects of those decisions aren't just in your marriage, which yes, you get to see right then mm. and there, but your children and your family get to experience yeah. that. Mm. Uh, and I think we need to normalize that in our families. We need to normalize the closeness, normalize the uh, awareness and the intentionality with each other and the, I know you hate saying it, but mindfulness being, thinking about our spouse in all the moments. Yeah. And I don't think mindfulness is necessarily a bad word. I just think a lot of the associations with quote unquote mindfulness are usually self-helpy, new agey, those sorts of things. All right. So the fifth category, the final one for today is, and you kind of mentioned it, normalizing it among family Yeah. Yes. When you're out and about, you know, it's so easy. You know, we've been on trips with other families and that kind of stuff, which is so much fun, right? For the kids, for the parents, Mm -hmm. you kind of get to always be with your crew of like wives and husbands. But, you know, it's kind of this silly joke that like after three or four days with with families and traveling, you're, you come together at the end of it and you're like, oh, hey, how are you, husband? Like, I haven't seen you in three days because we've been separated, not intentionally, but just with conversations, with needs of children, with, you know, figuring out plans and all those kinds of things. So how can we, in the midst of all of Mm. either the goodness, or maybe you're in a small group with your, you know, your church and your family, and you kind of just divide all the time, right? How can we not do that? How can we unite? How can we be more uh, exclusive with each other? One of my favorite things is we'll be in maybe a Sunday school class or we'll be in some crowd and I'll look across the room and I'll see Selena and she'll see me. <laughs> Just, we lock eyes, <laughs> my lover across the room. Oh my. <laughs> no, but the, that makes me feel like, okay, we're, there's all this noise, but you and I are on the same wavelength. Yeah. I'm thinking of you, you're thinking of me and you're picking up what I'm putting down. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe I'll cast a wink. 
I love the winks. I love the winks. Maybe I'll warms my heart. Maybe I'll uh, I'll shoot a mischievous glance or I'll mouth some <laughs> some funny thing that we were laughing only about. Only we know. Yeah. I'll make a face that yeah. I know will make her giggle. Uh, I think those are good ways to do it. Another way is just kind of conscious touching. Yeah. You know, I love it when I'm sitting down talking to a friend and you come up behind me and you just you just put your hand on my neck. Mm. And I like I, when you put your hand on behind my back and like guide me through a door or something like that. It just feels very like you're a protector. Like you're, you're my husband. You are. And I'm looking at like, I have high regard for you. Yes. And you, you have high about, regard for me yes, in those moments. I'm, yes. I need, I'm working on it because yeah. I want you to feel that right. more often than not. Right. But I want you to feel like um, I'm in this man's life. I'm the most important woman. Right. And you know, the beauty of these types of um, just more tangible conversations that we're having, they are anchored in the gospel. I think one of the beautiful parts is that you can start, Yes, we want the heart addressed first and foremost. But if the feelings aren't there and your heart is kind of struggling, just start with the, the motions, the actual actions of doing something and mm. submit those feelings, even though you don't feel like it, even though it doesn't seem like it's contributing to your own happiness. You know that it's it's contributing to the happiness of your spouse and you are being obedient to the Lord and you are building the covenant of your marriage, right? So it's, it's so just remember that you can start from both ends, right? Start with your heart, start with the gospel, yeah. of course. But when the feelings yeah. and things aren't there, it's okay to just start with the actions. Well, I think and trust that it'll come because you're you're work you're working and walking in obedience. It's the difference between being mature or being immature. <laughs> there you go. Are you gonna be a mature married person mm-hmm. and do what you know is right? Or are you going to be effectively a child who doesn't <laughs> who can't control their own emotions yeah. and do the right thing despite how they feel? Right. Right. So it, that that's um, that's about as plain as I can articulate it. I feel like mature married people understand this, and they will do the actions of love even when the emotions aren't quite there, yeah. trusting yeah. that it's the wise thing to do. Yes. Very good. So this was encouraging. I hope you got something <laughs> practical out of this. I have a lot that I think I need to work on. I need to be more have a higher regard for my wife. Mm. And uh, I'm sure I do too. <laughs> yeah. What are you gonna say? <laughs> Of course, of course. Anyway. I can always grow. I can always grow. And I think it just brings texture uh, to the verse. And I'm not trying to take it out of context, but Mark 10, 9 is just, you know, but from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. Mm. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Mm. What therefore God has joined together, let not man separate. So let not man, let not each of you separate mm. by the small decisions that you make throughout your day with one another. Very good. I'm glad you closed with that verse. Uh, if you don't know who Jesus is, we want you to know Jesus, not just because we think he's a great guy, <laughs> but because he is the son of God, mm. God incarnate, sent specifically to save sinners in their sin mm-hmm. by bearing the punishment those sinners should have borne and dying the death that they should have died, mm-hmm. us included, yeah. but not staying death, but instead being the death of death itself Mm -hmm. and that he was resurrected. He defeated death so that those who place their faith in him will not die in their sin. Instead, will be raised to eternal life with Christ. That's what it means to believe in Christ. Um, If you want to start that journey, we recommend you find a friend who's a Christian. Mm -hmm. Say, can we read the Bible? I have some questions. Mm. Find a church that preaches out of the Bible. If you can't find either of those things, go to this website. It could help you. It's thenewsisgood.com. Let's pray. God, thank you for the gift of marriage, the gift it is to um, be loved by another and to learn how to love the way you've loved us. God, I pray for the couples that are hearing this, that they would learn to love one another um, through these 
small moments, these micro opportunities to show high regard, warmth for each other, that their marriage might flourish, that in 10 years, they will be stronger, more joyful, more purposed, and have children who've grown alongside them. Mm. Lord, I pray that that would be their future and not uh, death by a thousand cuts, but instead life by a thousand small blessings. Mm. Lord, we love you. You're the greatest blessing of all. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Well, thank you for joining us again. If you want to partner, fiercemarriage.com slash partner. That's how you can do that. We would be honored and overjoyed to count you as one of our patrons. With that said, this episode of Fierce Marriage is. In the can. We'll see you again in about seven days. So until next time. Stay fierce. 